I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening. Sorry, I gotta take this. Hello? No, I I don't have Layla Ali's phone number. Please ask somebody who would actually know. Goodbye. Okay, let's try that again, shall we? I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the bo- Sorry, I... Let me... I'm, I'm just got I gotta get this, sorry. Hello? Yes, I think it's very too late to change the cover. No, I don't think that this is going to increase sales. Well, maybe just so that people can laugh at you. Stop crying and just learn for your lesson next time. All right, thank you. Okay, third time's the charm. I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to... My ringtone again. Hold on, this is the last time. Yes! I don't have Holly Holmes' number either! You guys are the Bible of boxing. Shouldn't you have kind of thought this through beforehand? I realize it's been a stressful 36 hours for you guys, but that's not my problem, is it? Well, I don't think all those swear words are going to, you know, get any help from me. Well, fine. I hate you too. Okay. Uninterrupted now. I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. You will have to forgive the constant interruptions that you've just been getting for uh, the past uh, two minutes or so. That is because Ring Magazine has been calling me, you know, day and night, asking how do we how do we fix this, Andrew? We screwed up so bad. You kind of knew we did. So did a lot of people, but you were the loudest. How do we fix this? That's not my problem. And if you are. I don't know, maybe Amish, and have no idea what I'm talking about. Remember the last podcast where I was slightly annoyed about Ronda Rousey being on the cover of Ring Magazine, despite having no real accomplishments in the sport of boxing, other than constantly name-dropping Floyd Mayweather in every other interview she did? Well, I, I mentioned that her opponent, Holly Holm, was an accomplished boxing champion who had, uh, uh, gotten victories in 18 championship fights and how maybe both of them should have been on the cover or maybe just Holly Holm should have been on the cover in the past along with a handful of other female boxers I had named well again in case you didn't know Holly Holm kicked the living crap out of Ronda Rousey I, I know that I'm kind of being a bit hypocritical here because I was saying Ring Magazine, boxing publication shouldn't talk about or shouldn't feature an MMA star, but I'm going to talk about a boxing a boxing champion who went to the UFC, rose through the ranks, and knocked out Ronda Rousey. This was not a competitive fight. Ronda was game. Unfortunately, Holly Holm was just on another level. And if you watch that fight, you can tell that as soon as uh, Holly lands her first good combination, that Ronda kind of realizes, whoa, this has never happened before. What the hell do I do now? 
And the most telling thing throughout the fight is that Holly Holm cannot miss when she throws the straight left hand. Every time she threw it, it landed, and it kept marking up Ronda Rousey's face, and... What the... Oh, uh... I, I'm sorry, there seems to be a theme of interruptions today. That is the hypocrisy alarm. I had it installed just in case I ever got Oscar De La Hoya to do a sit-down interview, but uh, let's see what the hypocrisy is all about now. And the report says, This podcast is almost five minutes old, and you have not talked about an actual boxing news story. You are being incredibly hypocritical for criticizing Ring Magazine for covering a UFC star, and now you are doing the same thing on your own podcast. Talk about boxing, you skinny SOB. I didn't realize I programmed so much snark into the computer. Um, okay, needless to say, congratulations to Holly Holm on her victory. Ronda Rousey walk before you run and that goes for you too ring magazine anyway let's go back to talking about oscar de la hoya oscar de la hoya is an angry man maybe not angry like constantly but he's angry at floyd mayweather i've said for years that that oscar hates the fact that floyd beat him that floyd was the guy who taunted him made fun of him in the lead up to their fight their fight was eh, you know it wasn't bad it wasn't crap but um it wasn't great either i i had to you know kind of criticize one of my professors when he said that it was a great fight it's like okay then you don't know what great means that or you just don't know what a good fight is but Anyway, Oscar doesn't like Floyd. He's constantly tried to uh, give advice to the people who he's uh, promoted against Mayweather. He gave advice to Victor Ortiz. He famously gave the blueprint to Canelo Alvarez. A lot of good that did. But uh, lately, Oscar De La Hoya's decided that the best way to get ba- uh, get back at Floyd Mayweather is to uh, hit him where he can't really do anything. And that's in the world of uh, literature. Well, not really literature, but uh, the written word. Because Floyd can't read, remember. Uh, (laughs) Believe it or not, uh, we're entering a new age where you aren't going to buy Playboy for spank material. You can literally now buy a Playboy. And when your wife, you know, or girlfriend, she says, hey, what are you doing with this Playboy? You can flip through it and say, honey, I'm actually reading it for the articles. That's not bull anymore. You, they're getting rid of the nudity. Because, well, to be honest, it's 2015. You can find nudity anywhere. It's really quite easy. Anyway, Oscar De La Hoya has penned a, a, uh, an article in uh, Playboy magazine. It uh, hit stands this, uh, this past Friday. And uh, I'm going to read you a little ex- uh, some uh, excerpts from this letter. Quote, Truth be told, I'm not unhappy to see you retire. Neither are a lot of boxing fans. Scratch that, most boxing fans. Why? Because the fight game will be a better one without you in it. Let's face it, you were boring. Just take a look at your most recent performance. Your last hurrah in the ring. A 12-round decision against Andre Berto. How to describe it? A bust? A disaster? A snooze fest? An affair so one-sided that one judge's card 
Oh, sorry. Out of fair so one-sided that on one judge's card, Berto didn't win a single round. Everyone in boxing knew Ber Berto didn't have a chance. I think more people watched Family Guy reruns that night than tuned into that pay-per-view bout. But I don't mind shelling out $75 for the HD broadcast. In fact, it's been a great investment. When my kids have trouble falling asleep, I don't have to read to them anymore. I just play them your Berto fight. They don't make it past round three, unquote. God damn! I mean, I'm sure that once somebody read that article to Floyd, that he was he must have been pretty pissed about it. Those two don't like each other at all, as you as is, you know you should know that. Come on. But I, I, I'm kind of curious about why why Oscar's doing it now. I mean, it's like okay, well. Who knows? Maybe he had this saved for, uh, maybe he had this saved for a couple months, and Hugh Hefner was just like, "Oh, okay. Well, we can't put it in the next issue, but uh, we'll put it in the November issue." Who knows? But uh, you know, I gotta read more of this because uh, th this is really this is scathing stuff. Quote: Another reason boxing is better off without you. You were afraid. Afraid of taking chances, afraid of risk. A perfect example is your greatest quote-unquote triumph. The long-awaited record-breaking fight between you and Manny Pacquiao. Nearly 4.5 million buys. More than $400 million in revenue. Headlines world ro worldwide. How can that be bad for boxing? Because you lied. You promised action and entertainment and a battle for the ages, and you delivered none of the above. You took the easy way out. I, maybe I should pick up this article, or maybe I should pick up this uh, issue of Playboy, and, you know, I, I'm kind of curious if Oscar ever brings up the fact that uh, they recently exposed that Floyd was uh, taking illegal IVs before that fight, but uh, that'd be very interesting if Oscar did considering all the stuff that he used to say about Manny Pacquiao after Pacquiao retired him. But, uh, damn, Oscar. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Jeez. Uh, who knows if Mayweather's gonna respond. He'll probably just post more pictures of all the stuff that he's gonna buy and all of the strippers that he brings to his house for parties at 5 in the morning. But the thing is is that Oscar has uh, also been making statements saying that Floyd's going to fight again. Oscar, don't say stuff like that. In fact, all fighters out there, anybody associated with boxing in any way, stop saying that Floyd Mayweather is going to fight again. And boxing news sites should stop posting about this. I don't give one rat's ass... If somebody says that Floyd Mayweather is going to fight again, that's not a news story. That's just gossip. Alright? See, it would be something if somebody very close to Floyd Mayweather, like Leonard Ellerby, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Floyd Mayweather Sr. said, you know, my son's been talking about maybe he wants to fight again. That is an actual news story, but, you know... Getting somebody like Miguel Cotto saying that he wants to fight Floyd again and he thinks that he will come out of retirement. Freddie Roach saying that he hopes uh, that uh, Cotto gets the knockout so that he can bait Mayweather. Stop 
trying to make Mayweather the main man. Okay? He's retired. We don't want to see him anymore. The fact that he actually fought Andre Berto pissed off enough people that when he retired, it's just kind of like, meh. It's a footnote. We didn't care and we shouldn't care about him anymore unless he does something really significant. If Floyd Mayweather announces tomorrow that I am going to come out of retirement and on, who knows, May 1st of 2016, I am going to challenge Gennady Golovkin for the middleweight championship. There will be no catchweights. That is news, alright? But Abel Sanchez saying stuff like, I think Mayweather will come out of retirement and will try to get that fight. That is not news. That is a dream. That is a pipe dream. That is a crack pipe dream. Stop talking about it. That's what I'm going to do right now. Moving on. Andre Ward. This guy's a bit of an enigma to me. I I can't ever seem to figure him out. I always seem to be... 50 50 one time i'll feel like hey you know this guy he deserves to be on the pound for pound list other times i say why the hell are you on any pound for pound list i certainly don't think he's number two in the world sorry i don't you don't come back from over a year off fight some who the hell named paul smith and get bumped all the way to number two pound for pound it doesn't work that way by the way if you want my opinion on who the best pound for pound fighter in the world is his name's vladimir klitschko dude hasn't lost a fight in over 10 years second longest reigning heavyweight champion back to what i was talking about before andre ward i kind of understand why he would want to take on his former promoter dan goosen who has passed away now but um I don't, I don't get it. See, he signed this uh, multi-fight deal with HBO, and one of the stipulations in this deal is that he eventually has to fight Sergey Kovalev. And uh, he was on the fight game recently. He was interviewed by Michelle Beadle, and uh, this is what he had to say about that. And uh, I'll talk about his comments when he's done. Uh, ratings, and I mean... If that's going to be a, a great fight between Sergey Kovalev and myself if and when it happens. And great fights need to be built up, and that's what we're going to do. Now, I'll be honest. I heard about Ward's comments uh, before I actually saw the video. And when I actually uh, saw the video, actually heard him talk about it, I thought, well, you know what? I may disagree with this guy sometimes and may not always understand everything he does, but at the same time, he makes he makes some sense. To have him jump into the ring now with Sergei Kovalev would be a bit of a mistake. It'd be very foolish. HBO has a chance to build this into something that could be big. Not as big as Mayweather Pacquiao. Let's be very real. Ward can talk about how it took them nearly six years to make that fight, but at the same time, He's not on the level of a Floyd Mayweather. In terms of star power and popularity, him and Kovalev are not on that level of Mayweather and Pacquiao. They just aren't, all right? You ask uh, anybody, uh, anybody, do you know who Andre Ward is? Do you know who Sergey Kovalev is? They're going to say, who? Ask them, do you know who Floyd Mayweather is? And 
they'll say, oh, uh, he's that that boxer guy ask him who manny pacquiao is i'm like oh yeah yeah he was in that big fight but i can understand ward wanting to build it to be something bigger it's kind of like how they did leonard hearns back in the 1980s angelo dundee said let's not do it right away you've got to let it build into something that's going to be very big so what they have to do is uh, give Ward the right the right opponents. I think a good uh, test for him would actually be Jean Pascal. Uh, there's rumors that Pascal is going to be fighting Kovalev again. Good God, why? I mean, I don't know. Sure, he looked good, but at the same time, he got knocked out. And you didn't look very good in, in your uh, most recent fight. A lot of people thought that you were lucky to get the, deci- the decision at all. So, uh, I don't know, maybe working with Freddie Roach will hurt, or, sorry, will help Pascal, but uh, personally, a, a fight between Ward and Pascal, that'd be very interesting. And then in the next fight, you put Ward on the undercard for, the Koval- for whoever Kovalev is fighting at that time. L- let's face it, the, the fight with Paul Smith, that was to sort of test the waters at 175 pounds. He's vacated his WBA super middleweight title. A lot of people have uh, dropped him from the super middleweight rankings right now. But if he is serious about uh, this fight with Kovalev, this is the way to do it. You have your own sort of independent... You can headline your own card, have Kovalev headline another one, and then the next one, you guys be on the same card. Now, unfortunately, Ward may not like this, but he'll have to be on the undercard. And I think he'll be smart he'll be smart and do that. Hopefully he will be. Don't don't let ego play too much into this, but you have to be on the on the undercard ward. He's the one coming up in the division. He's gonna be recognized as the challenger. Yes, great super middleweight champion, undefeated since he was twelve years old, yada yada yada. But it's Kovalev who's the real who's the real drawing power here. And uh I think that would be a that'd be a great fight. I hope it happens in 2016. I did not like Ward saying if and when. You know, don't don't please don't use the word if. I really hate it when people use that word like if. No, just say when this fight happens and it most likely will. Just try to be a little bit optimistic. Yeah, you might feel it's bull, but just do it for the fans, Ward. Come on. And also, if you can, unblock me on Twitter. I don't know what I did to piss you off, but come on, unblock me. I'm not I'm not a mean guy. All I did was just say that Andre Durrell has been more active than you. That's it. It wasn't meant as a slight. It was just kind of like, huh funny how things went and it's true since the end of 2011 Durrell's had five fights you've had three it's true come on unblock me I mean Oscar's never gonna do that because well I tell the truth too often to him and that's what made him upset but come on the numbers don't lie anyway moving on I had a lot of fun uh, making last week's podcast. Uh, 
especially the part during uh, the end of the episode where I covered Kodo Canelo 24-7, and I think you can imagine why I had so much fun, and that was because... That was the uh, Kodo Canelo 24-7 drinking game that I invented prior to watching this, uh, this episode. Unfortunately, they did not air another episode last Saturday. I thought that they were going to. I guess I missed the part where they said that part two was going to be coming out the week of the fight. Damn. Instead, they aired uh, the HBO face-off with Max Kellerman. Oh, good God, I should have invented a drinking game for that. This is a God's honest truth. I think that... Okay, but first of all, this is how it's set up. They got uh, Canelo and Miguel Cotto there. And they also have <clears throat> uh, Canelo's trainer, Eddie Reynoso, and they got Cotto's trainer, Freddie Roach. And as soon as I saw Freddie Roach, I thought, oh, dude, what are you doing here? All you're doing here is just a trash talk to, you know, just to get your own mug in the game because I guess you're not exposed enough as it is and you don't talk enough trash to people already and they just brought in Reynoso simply so that it would be a level playing field no it turns out that's not the case I honestly think that before they tried a couple takes with Miguel Cotto and Canelo Alvarez but the problem is Miguel Cotto is boring as hell every answer that he gives is probably no more than four words and it's either four words or we will see november 21st and that is my piss poor miguel cotto impression i'm sorry i do a much better de la Hoya impression uh you know the the fight is uh going to be exciting it is going to be uh special uh canelo is uh, a great fighter and uh okay sorry about that but no miguel cotto boring as hell so i think that after the third attempt to make this somewhat interesting max kellerman said look why don't we just bring in freddie and canelo can bring eddie please anything so uh little drinking game you could have played for that is take a shot every time miguel cotto says november 21st and take i don't know three shots every time he gives a sentence that's longer than you know five words it it was it was painful to listen to i i think that they honestly could have done a uh, 24/7 episode here they they should have aired the they should have aired the face off much uh much sooner than they already did and it just didn't make any sense to me why they're doing it now it's kind of like well you know they are saying that Cotto hasn't started his training camp and yet now they want us to watch a show where he's already in training come on and freddy's doing his usual stuff saying that he's got spies in the camp that he's betting the house on canelo or sorry he's betting the house on Cotto. he's betting two houses on Cotto. but then they get into the predictable crap like this who's the faster guy We'll see on November 21st. And quickly take a shot for November 21st. Thank you, Miguel. No. Honestly, like, Cotto just 
pauses and, you know, makes a face like, hmm. And then he gives the stupid crap answer of we will see November 21st. How about I plan to be? Who's the bigger puncher? We'll see November 21st. Now, if you haven't watched the face-off, you're probably thinking, oh, Andrew, you just cut and paste the audio. No, I didn't. That is the that is Miguel Cotto's exact answer. So, again, take a shot. Ah, like, come on. In previous interviews from years ago, I remember Max Kellerman comparing Cotto, Miguel Cotto, to the Terminator. I think at this point, Miguel Cotto is just a robot and can only give pre-programmed answers. I don't know. Let's see if I can enhance the audio and, uh, oh, there, is, there seems to be something. Hang on. Who's the faster guy? I don't know. We'll see on November 21st. Who's the bigger puncher? We'll see November 21st. And if you can listen closely, you'll be able to hear, I, I can't tell if it's Freddie or Canelo or Eddie Reynoso, but somebody is laughing at all these answers being exactly the same. And so then Kellerman has to turn to Freddie Roach, like, please help me out, save this. And it's a predictable stuff, though. I mean, I would expect Freddie Roach to say that Miguel is better at all this stuff. I would expect Reynoso to say that Canelo is better. The reason the last uh, the last time they did a face-off like this with Miguel Cotto, that it worked so well, was that uh, you had Sergio Martinez, who was kind of annoyed at Miguel Cotto with all of his demands, and getting more or less one-upping him verbally of course i mean it was totally different during the fight but he was saying you know like you've never beat you've never beaten an a side when you were on the b side so uh miguel cut was just boring at this point i mean i would love to see a face-off between miguel Cotto and gennady golovkin in in the ring and uh in the ring and uh, with uh, Max Kellerman. And then you bring people like Abel Sanchez and uh, Freddie Roach. That that would be very interesting. I would actually like that. And you need Freddie Roach because Miguel Cotto is boring as all hell. But uh, you're, you're tired of hearing about Miguel Cotto being boring as hell. You want to know what's my prediction for Miguel Cotto versus Saul Canelo Alvarez. And uh, I gave this prediction to Hector Franco the writer for Boxing for Free, and uh, he's going to post this uh, shortly before the fight, but uh, I'm going to give you my prediction right here, right now. This could be a case of our eyes deceiving us. How good are both these guys, really? Canelo looked unstoppable against James Kirkland, but don't forget that Kirkland had been out of the ring for almost a year and a half. I thought that Arislandi Lara outboxed him, and that Alvarez was lucky to get the scores that he did. Miguel Cotto looks like the Miguel Cotto of old, but when you're fighting a one-legged Sergio Martinez and a Daniel Gill who had been recently taken out in the same fashion by Gennady Golovkin a year earlier, it's hard to tell where you really stand. This apparent optical illusion of their dominance may have set up a mega-fight, but I don't think the excitement that fans are anticipating is a mirage of any sort. Both of these men are trying to prove themselves. Canelo wants to use this victory as a stepping stone to become the best fighter of his generation, something he tried against Floyd Mayweather and came up very short. 
Remember what I said about illusions of dominance. Miguel Cotto wants to win so that he can finally say that he took out one of the big names of the sport while they were still in or around their prime. As impressive as the Martinez victory was, Sergio hadn't fought in over a year and was suffering greatly as he got older. More importantly, this will give him a chance to earn his home country of Puerto Rico a much-coveted win over a native son of rival Mexico. I have a habit of sometimes betting against Canelo, and occasionally I end up on the wrong side of the decision. I was very stupid to pick Alfredo Angulo. The judges were stupid in their scores for the Lara fight. So this time, I am going to go with Canelo Alvarez. I just think that he's a stronger fighter at this point in his career, and if he does get hurt, I don't think he'll wilt. I've rewatched some of the fights where Cotto was really beaten up by Margarito and Pacquiao, and after a while, he just starts to wilt under the physical and mental pressure. Even though he wasn't getting hurt against Austin Trout, I still sense that same wilt, and I think it will happen in this fight too. I think Canelo will stop Cotto in 11 rounds or less. Anyway, that's my prediction. Um, I don't know if I will be back on November 21st. We will see. We will see. No, um, unfortunately, I have to work that night. Holiday season is fast approaching. I can't afford to take any time off. I love the money too much. Work loves my, uh, my work effort too much to give me time off. So, Unfortunately, I will have to miss it. I will try to be back the following week, though, with a post-fight report, give my thoughts about what's next, how the fight went, etc., etc. I would love to uh, be mistaken about my prediction, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.